Welcome to Six Pack Discussions, where Cody and Jared take on the biggest, most talked about headlines with logic, passion, and a six pack of beer. If you're listening, we challenge you to take an unbiased view of the world, because we know these conversations are complicated. So sit down, crack a beer, and welcome a new perspective. Okay, Jared, we just cracked open our first beer here, opening up Six Pack Discussions. It's raining outside right now. Yeah, nice little rare. Yeah, Arizona rain. I love it. Right, I love the middle. Like we don't. It's rare for us to get a midday rainstorm Shower, like yeah. this. Yeah, so it was coming down for a good 10, 15 minutes. <sighs> hard, hard. Um, right now, guys, we just cracked open Longanita's Super Cluster. Uh, we'll talk about it a little bit in uh, twenty minutes or so. Jared, what are we talking about today, man? Man, today we're going to be talking about something super, super, super controversial. It is transgender in sports. Oh, yes. Definitely yeah. made more mainstream in the last, let's say, three, four years. I, I would say there's been a hyper focus ever since March, ever since uh, Leah Thomas yeah. kind of won, won for University of Pennsylvania. 100%. I think, I think it started kind of getting some steam, and then it's made mainstream kind of political back and forth this year, right in the last 12 months. Yeah. So... So uh, Maybe a little definition about it. What, what is it? What do we mean by transgender competing in sports? Uh, so the definition is essentially I am a born male mm-hmm. and I then transition to identify as a female and then I go and compete in those in that sport. Um, of Bo- course, the, ways. Op- the yeah. opposite is true. However, at least in my research, I don't know if you're able to come into the I couldn't come across anyone notable that's actually taken away. Or, or taking, you know, consistent championships in trans women. I, I see. Yeah. Or sorry, trans men. I've only seen it trans women. Yeah, and just for everybody listening, it, it's essentially when you say trans men, it means that they were born a woman. Trans woman means that they were you know, born as a male and they yep. transitioned over to the other sex. Um, I think a majority of the outcry and the majority of the kind of challenges are around trans women. Because there's an innate ability that most people believe that males have in sports over females. Yep. I, I, I think there's kind of a generality to say that there's a vast difference between the NBA and the WNBA. Yep. There's a vast difference between women's softball and men's baseball. Anything that has to deal with any type of physical exertion if, if, if being more aggressive, more explosive, quicker, faster, et cetera, if that makes you better at your sport, the best man is always going to be better than the best female. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's quite large in some sports. It is closer in others. So what I, what I was looking at, I don't know if you saw this, maybe you can correct me, in track and field sports, the difference is usually about 10 to 15% better. You know, it's actually funny. So I, I read that as well. Okay. And I was like, Bullshit. So for the last 38, 39 years, the woman's Olympic 100 meter dash has, has held to be true. It's 10.51 seconds. Uh, the fastest woman, right? I was like, oh, that's pretty quick. I was like, what's the fastest but, man? It's right at nine, right? But that's not that quick. So I didn't want to go Olympic to Olympics. I wanted to go women Olympic to boys high school. Oh, what's the fastest boys high school? 9.98 seconds. Oh my gosh. And the a fastest, second faster. Uh, half a second, yeah. 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 
but an Olympic woman can't beat was a Olympic. half a second slower. An Olympic woman can't beat a high school male. No, that's still ten to fifteen percent difference, though. Percent wise, what is the percentage there? Ten percent. That's that's less than ten percent. Yeah, I guess it is. Yeah. So, j- but just, but I'm yeah. also not compete. I'm not comparing Olympian versus well, Olympian. You say bolts a hundred meter, and he's right at nine seconds. But I wasn't competing. Uh, I wasn't going Olympian to Olympian. I no, was going Olympian to high school senior. I know. I'm saying you saying bolt Olympian to the yeah, fastest. Yeah, because what is woman. he like nine five eight versus yeah. ten five? Exactly. So that's still ten yeah. percent or fifteen percent, right? So, anyways, uh, that was like the extreme. Track and field is the least competitive. But just so you guys know, every single what thousands of a second matters in track and field. Oh yeah. Right, like, it, it, like anytime you break a record, it's not by the second, it's not by the tenth of it's, second. It's not by hundreds or thousands. Yes. So in that sport, ten to fifteen percent is a lot. Mm-hmm. So that's the that's the closest between males and females. Where it gets into the extremes is any type of sports that have a height or a weight advantage. So uh, any type of lifting sport will be a hundred times difference. So weightlifting in the Olympics, male to female, most males will be able to do 100% more than a female top of their sport. Well, I also think it's kind of funny because uh, this isn't necessarily trans, but this is just women and men competing together. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, you know, there was a lot of buzz. I believe it was either last season or season before last, the kicker in college football. I, I saw all that, Bell. yeah. It's a kicker. Poor, yeah. Yeah. You're calling that a football player? You're calling that breaking down barriers? What barrier? <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, I know it's really early to get into opinions, but uh, guys, I was, a, I was a college athlete myself. I am, I think it's so wrong to take away any opportunities from these women. You know, I, I've, I've been side by side and, you know, collegiate athlete, women, women collegiate athletes that have busted their ass since they were, you know, Lillian's age to get to where they're at. Yeah. And the fact that, especially, and the reason why is because of gender fluidity. Because in today's world, it is accepted to be gender fluid. So right now you could be sitting there, but fast forward 10 minutes and now all of a sudden you could feel like you're a woman. They could go through a five-year stint of becoming Fuck that, you can go gender. through a five-second stint. Well, I just meant like for, for high school or college, right, where they could go through a five-year stint of becoming a certain gender, possibly for benefit in the sport. And then after they won certain awards, received certain scholarships, they could go back to their standard. And so it creates a bit of a loose ground, especially with the fluidity. If it was a permanent decision, you know, there might be a little more conversation on the table. But just just talking about the pure facts here, we already said that all males born already have a 15% in track and field to, you know, baseball, 50% better Speed at bat and also pitching, fifty percent better. Uh, football collision sports, one point five x speed and weight ratio. Yeah, right. Uh, you know, any type of collision sport, rugby, football, things like that. The males will have a one point five x advantage in speed Hell, and collision force. Basketball. It is a ESPN highlight if a WNBA, a professional basketball player in the women NBA. Yeah, if they dunk it. It is a literal ESPN highlight to where, hell, we're expecting 7th and 8th graders to yam it in, in men's sports. Yeah, I was thinking about the height-related sports. So if you think of um, swimming, 
If you think of volleyball, if you think of basketball, these all have distinct advantages if you have height advantages because of uh, your reach, right? If you think of, you know, if you have longer arms, which normally go coincidentally with your height. Yeah, what, what is that? The um, wingspan? No, the, the oh. ratio. I don't know. It's not like the Michelangelo ratio or something like that. It's, um, I don't is know. The Da Vinci ratio? Maybe. Da Vinci ratio makes sense because Da Vinci did the painting with the arms. But um, those sports all have distinct advantages because of arm span and also, of course, height, right? If you think about volleyball and basketball, you don't see many five-foot athletes in both the NBA and WNBA, right, right, Jared? Yeah, not five-foot athletes. You know, in, in, in NBA, probably everybody is clearing five and a half foot, if not more. That's probably the average. No, that's probably above that. That's probably average. Hold on. What is average? Sorry, the six. Height? Yeah, six saying. and a half foot. Sorry, six <laughs> and a half foot. Five and a half. Yeah, but vertical maybe. Six six. Yeah, yeah six yeah. six. Probably six seven. I, I would say I would say the average height in the NBA is probably six six. Yeah, exactly. Um, and and then the WNBA is probably six foot, if that. Maybe maybe five ten. Maybe five ten. Okay, distinct differences, right? And so when you put that into perspective, like, okay, volleyball, same thing, and and I'm looking at that, I'm like. Okay, so you don't lose height when you transition, do you? When you start going on like estrogen? I wouldn't think so. No. I wouldn't think so. Um, so here's here's where I'm at, man. Why? Why do you want to do that, I guess? Why would you want to go compete? I, I don't know, man. Whenever I strapped up in football, I always wanted to go against the best. So why would you ever want to essentially step down a division just to win, I guess? Well, I don't know if it's if it's that. If if a trans athlete, right? So let's say I'm a trans man, or sorry, trans woman, and I, I was born a man, and I transitioned to a female. I want to be the best female that I can be, and maybe competing in the female sport is the way to kind of share that. It's one of those things where at least from my perspective, is it that they want to be the best female that they can be or is it that they might have a distinct advantage and it's almost like a college athlete or an NFL athlete competing with a high schooler? Uh, Because you can do that. You could go do that, right? If you wanted to. Mm -hmm. You could stay back a year or whatever it may be. I I don't know. I I can't get in the head. You know, I can't get in their head. And it makes it challenging for me to say, okay, is this trans woman thinking that they just want to prove themselves amongst women? Because they're not proving themselves amongst men. So I would, I would say probably the most famous transgender person has got to be Caitlyn Jenner. Yeah. Formerly yep. Bruce. Yep. 1976. Olympic athlete. Was it 76 decathlon mm-hmm. Olympic yeah. athlete? Gold, gold, right? Oh, yeah. He was a gold guy. And it was so interesting. One of this whole Leah Thomas stuff really started kicking up back in March. She actually spoke out pretty against it. Like, despite being a trans woman. Yes. Yeah, she did. Or or, or Caitlyn Jenner. Caitlyn, yeah. Um, She was against it. 100% no ifs, ands, or buts. This is an ex-male athlete at the peak. I mean, if you win the decathlon, hats off to you, bud. Well, yeah. Well, he's he was... In that time frame, in the 70s, like that was like the epitome of an American athlete, 
right? Like that was Bruce Jenner. Like he was like American athlete. He was, he was on the Wheaties box. Like he was come on. And for him, or now her, I guess, to come out and say, "Hey, this is wrong," guys. Why isn't that getting more credence? Yeah, I think her perspective is probably better than ours, right? Because she knows. Very empathetic, very understanding. Yeah, she knows what it was, and she can say, I have a distinct advantage over other people, not only average humans, but also people of the opposite sex, right? Yeah. No, a a thousand percent, man. It's interesting, huh, with that one? The Leah Thomas one is interesting because she... She, she was uh, on the Penn men's team. Yeah, within the year. And was doing okay, and then all of a sudden switched over to the female side and dominated. So, you know, I, I watched this video when I was doing a little bit of research on this one, actually a couple weeks back, because I was kind of already doing a little bit. But um, I watched uh, John McEnroe. He's a tennis player. Oh, yeah. Right? Kind He's of an out loud psycho, yeah. psycho guy, right? <laughs> yeah. He's was ranked, I think, with the top one or top three tennis players, you know, 20, 30 years ago. He's older now, kind of washed up. Not washed up, but just older. Peaked, right? yeah. yeah, he peaked. And now he's kind of retired and everything. Um, but he wrote a book and everything, and I think it was in, in an interview, and he said that, um, you know, he's he's absolutely blown away with what the, uh, the Williams sisters have done, Venus and Serena Williams have done. He's like, they have taken women's t- tennis to a whole nother level. And uh, the very next question, the interviewer, of course, asked, well, hey, you know, at your peak, would you have been able to beat them? And he's like, of course, yeah. And, and, and he's like, the, the interview was confused because, of course, the interviewer is not a tennis player. He has no idea the differences. And he's like, of course, like, you know, women's tennis and men's tennis is, is not even the same sport almost, right? It's one of those situations like weightlifting where it is like 70% different, mm-hmm. Right. The speed of the ball is 70% faster in men's tennis, right? And so, or I don't know if that's exactly yeah, what it is, but, but it's, it is, it's, it is stark dramatically different. different. And he's like, well, h- how would you be so sure? He's like, if you ask any women's tennis player, they will say the same thing. They're, they're not the same sport. They're, they're so different because of the abilities of the, the sex or the gender. And so when he asked us, you know, he got a bunch of flack online, as anybody would when they say this kind of stuff. So then, like, a couple months later, he gets interviewed again on a mainstream CNN or CBN, NBC or something like that. And they say, oh, hey, no. hey, John McEnroe, so, you know, really excited to, you know, talk about your book. Real quick, though, you were on a podcast or, you know, you, you mentioned this. Do you want to apologize for that comment? You know, when you said that, you know, you could beat Serena Williams. And he's like, guys, I know Serena Williams. I've talked to her. Me and her have had dinner together. She would not say anything different. I'm not, I'm not here to apologize for something that is factual. And they're like, well, where do you think she would rank if she, you know, is clearly not as good as you? Where do you think she would rank within the men's circuit? He's like, hmm, probably between 700 and 800 of all men in the world. And they said, how dare you? And he's like, guys, it's 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 one of those things that there is just such a big difference between the players that the the best of the best men's and women's tennis players are not even on the same field, 
And, and he's like, I don't, like right now, I would be ranked uh, 1100 because I'm 60 years old. Let's just be honest with each other so that we know where we are to better ourselves. And, and that right there makes it kind of like, at least for me, understand there are differences. What, what do you think about that? Dude, I, I couldn't I couldn't agree more. Actually, I think I've told you about this story where I almost got, uh, not almost, I got in trouble when I was a second lieutenant. So I'm working for a, a colonel. And just to protect identity, let's just call it Colonel Smith. Colonel Smith, super, super, super progressive. Um, very, I guess it wasn't a term back then, but I would classify her as very woke, if you will. Mm. No. Anyways, so we're at the club one day and we are watching... Um, the club, Jared? Uh, you mean the like dance club? club? No, <laughs> the officer's club on base there. Like and, a bar almost. Yeah, yeah. So we're, we're having a couple of drinks, whatever. And we go to uh, kind of look at the screen there. We're having a couple of drinks. Like I said, there's probably five, ten of us. And we're watching, watching some highlights, I'm sure, or something like that. And I don't remember what trans athlete it was, but it, it, was, it was something about, you know, women wanted to participate in, like, you know, baseball and football and stuff like that. So ESPN was doing this little special. And someone had made a comment like, oh, Jared, you know, you played – you played uh, college football. You know, what do you think about that? I was going to think it's a horrible idea. Yeah. And they're like, well, why? I was like, well, first and foremost, you make the men less good and you put the woman in danger. Like, what do you mean? I was like, well, if it's a girl running back, I don't know how I, like in football, what made me good is anyone who had the ball or anyone that was in my way of someone, me getting to someone in the ball, I wanted to actually, no, like, Long-term hurt them, but I wouldn't mind knocking them out of the game. I didn't want them to get like injured. I wanted them to get hurt. But, mm -hmm. Yeah. It's just how I'm wired. I I, yeah. I don't care if it's a beer drinking competition, football. They want to feel it. I want to hurt you. Yeah. I want to win. I could not do that to a woman. Yeah. Let's say it's a woman offensive tackle in front of me or a woman running back. I, I don't know if I can do that. So I was like, so not only do you dilute the men there, because I don't think I'm alone in that thought process, but then... Let's say I'm not alone in that thought process and there is some mean some bitch and drills her. Kills her. Potentially. Seriously yeah. though. Yeah, yeah. All joking aside. Yeah. Potentially could kill her. Yeah. There's that big of a force. And, and I was like, oh, I think I think that's absolutely ridiculous. So this colonel couldn't believe that I didn't think that men and women are equal when it comes to athletics. Yeah. I was like, I was like, ma'am, I couldn't disagree more. And she goes, what that, oh, oh my gosh. I was like, well, let's look at our PT test. I was like, you have to run the mile and a half in 12 minutes. I have to run in 10. And that's our minimums. Why is there a difference? Exactly. Could she run it in 10? I doubt it. She wasn't very in shape. But I'm saying, is there are there but, women that could even hit the minimum? You know, and that's where it becomes kind of an issue. And the army just changed their PT test because of women, right? Yeah. They had to. Yeah. Um, so that's my real world example of actually stating my opinion. Yeah. Uh, a very John McEnroe, if you will. And I still, I stood by it. Like yeah. I got my little hand slap, but. Yeah, it's challenging, especially for this guy, right? This, this guy's already always been controversial always and he's on, be. and he's on mainstream news and people are just grilling him. He's guys, <laughs> I, I feel so bad for him because he's just trying to be like an honest guy on TV. He's like, yeah, uh, I probably put her at 842 and let's say he's 10% wrong. 10% wrong is pretty dang close. Then he places him at 1,000 because he knows that he's you know, 65 yeah. years old. 
right? He's like, yeah, you know what? I'm in the high school realm right now. Like, you know, I can go to high school court and go beat some kids, but like go to college, I can't beat them. But neither could could uh, Serena Williams beat a, a college athlete in tennis. Where, where a at, male. Where I stand on this whole transgender issue, if you're going to allow it, then I think you have to abolish any and all gender specificities, specific titties. <laughs> you, you, what's the word I'm trying to say? You cannot have a women's basketball team and a men's basketball team. You just have to have a basketball team. Mm. So you just gave away your solution already, buddy? It's 20 minutes in, bud. No, no, no. Don't worry. I, I got something left. But do you know what percent of the population transgender people are? Point. 2%. Oh, 0.6. Okay. 0.6%, which means 99.4%. This doesn't even matter to. But then all of a sudden, women now don't have a sport. No, they won't. Because if you got rid of all the women's sports, which a lot of them are like subsidized, if I if I believe, by the men's sport, right? Very, unfortunately, man. How's that work? Football and basketball rule. You got a couple of the South schools. And there's no, there's no... Foot men or there's no women's football. I mean, there's like a lingerie league and yeah, yeah, like but there's that, no but actual like league, right? Like no, no one, yeah, no, so, no. no <clears throat> the only two revenue generating sports in college, I, I guess maybe a couple baseball teams, but it's it's football and basketball. Yeah, okay, but in in pro, it's there is no women's football team for sure. Nope. And then the women's pro league for basketball, it, it, don't they have to get their money from the NBA somehow or something like that? Yeah, yeah. So um, actually, you and I, we know a person. Um, they work on the, uh, the staff of the Phoenix Mercury. And the way that she was explaining it to me is the women's sports in a lot of the NBA affiliates, like the Suns and the Mercury, the, the Phoenix professional sports here, for basketball at least, it's... I got her to admit it without <laughs> realizing she admitted it, but it's essentially the owner's tax write-off because it's a charitable donation is by having the WNBA because they lose money every single game. Yeah, because I know like fries, like if you go to the grocery store and you go buy foods during Mercury season, like they just give you two free tickets. Uh, did you know that? Yeah, you can buy like a pint of ice cream and get two free tickets. Yeah, so it's, and guys, heck, I, I don't I don't fault the WNBA. I don't fault any women's sports for that. Unfortunately, that's just be that's on all women. They don't care about sports that much. Like it's not men's fault that they don't want to watch women's sports. It's women's fault that they don't want to watch women's sports. Like I think most men are like, I want to watch other guys beat the shit out of each other. Yeah. And I and I don't want to watch women beat the shit out of each other. Exactly. And and then women, if they don't want to watch women beat the shit out of each other, Which that's they don't. that's on their own. Like I, I think most people put money where they want to feel closest to. Like most men say, I resonate with the NFL because I always wish to be in the NFL. And you know what I'm saying? And if we're being honest, just how we're wired, I am okay with watching, you know, Lawrence Taylor highlights and just him wrecking shop <laughs> against everyone. Like that makes me happy. But I see women in a much more feminine type way to where I do not enjoy watching you know the 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 greatest strongest woman kick the shit out of someone else i don't enjoy that i yeah, don't enjoy yeah. women being gladiators i enjoy like yeah. i said Lawrence taylor well it's also like you can see that they're not at the same athletic level that the male is in most cases because you have to compete against specific males part, part right? of the fun shit about watching sports is like you literally try with a beer in your hand to put yourself in that position yeah it's like right oh i can do that but then Usually when you're 
watching the NFL. Like some of the catches that these guys are able to make are the tackles or plays. It's like, oh my gosh, I not even my, in my dream I would have dropped that ball. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like they do things that's that what makes are superhuman. Yes. Superhuman. And Literally. you're like, that's the part where I don't, I can't do. I mean, I mean, these guys, literally it's been documented, like several of the big namers that you know, I mean, they spend literally $250,000 plus on their recovery and on their diet alone. Stop it, Tom Brady. But <clears throughs> Isn't that crazy though? Okay, we got 20 minutes in here without even trying. Um, so today we are drinking the Lagunitas Super Cluster. Um, it's called here the Citra Hopped Mega IPA of Intergalactic Proportions. <laughs> what a can, Jared. Yeah. So what you picked this uh, out today. You going to read the, <clears throat> the little summary? You are here on a speck of dust, three tiny rocks from the source, at the edge of something much larger, in the middle of something else, at the beginning of the end. It's a lot to wrap your head around, so take it one gulp at a time. Life is uncertain. Supercluster is a citrus, oh, I'm sorry, citra hopped mega IPA of intergalactic proportions. Everything we've learned about making hop forward beer, pale, cold, and bitter. Call us sometime. They actually give their number. Wow. And then uh, what is that little beer beer speaks? And what is that? People Murray? Mummery? Yeah, sure. It's like a weird like moon. Honestly, what a great beer for today. Like I, I think a lot of people think they're bigger than they are. And this beer kind of sets you into... Uh, proportions it says on here we're the third rock from the sun we're on a tiny little rock we're in the middle of something else bigger than something else <sighs> kind of a fun beer man good pick buddy good pick yeah no it, it, it's it's solid uh white, fantastic brandy white can you got a little uh i i would say um 70s 80s era logo here with a super cluster and it looks like it's a kind of like star wars with a yeah, someone someone made that on a powerpoint right logo coming towards you with the sun there in the end um what do you what do you think dude you have been killing with these ipas though man they're they're strong what is this one eight eight point oh this is an 8.0 abv I know, I know how do you not say something provocative in an episode like this well especially such a challenging subject to our, I'm sure we've said something to piss someone off lately, but okay. So um, I, hear, I, feel it I don't like this as as much as the last one. Um, I'm gonna go with a uh, three, 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 four, three, four. Actually, it's good. I drink it again, but it's not uh, top of the line IPA for me. So it's really strong. Yeah, like you can taste like one beer in alcohol. Yeah, a lot Hop, of it. Hoppy, hoppy, a lot of it. So with that, um, it's almost a little too hoppy for me, but I think it's fine. I, I think it's a respectable, um, man, I think, I think you're right on there. I actually, I think I'm going to take a page of your book. I'm probably going three, four. How, how, you know the word hoppy when we say that? What, how do we know what that actually tastes like? Well, you know, you know, like, just, did somebody say, oh, this is hoppy and you're like, oh, this is hoppy. Like, yeah, it's kind of like, you know, Hey. That's brown? Yeah, that's brown, so that must... Okay, that's what it everything is? Everything must be brown, yeah. So it's kind of like the word has been provided by somebody else, and we just carried on? Okay, so this is hoppy. <sighs> what do you think about... I want to go through a couple things. So what do you think about what I said? We didn't really... Uh, 
harsh on that too much as far as, because that's, that's one thing that I feel like you can only get an athlete's perspective on of what introducing women to the sport could do to men. Because like I said, you know, the Leah Thomases and the Caitlyn Jenners, Caitlyn being, of course, you know, anti-Leah Thomas essentially. And then of course, Leah Thomas winning the NCAA championship. Let's maybe flip the script a little bit. I know it's not happening right now, but do you think I'm off kilter here by making the statement that I say introducing, or I'm sorry, mixing genders in sports, at least for men, I'm sorry, women competing with men, like in football, do you think I was off by saying you dilute the sport? No, 100%. There, you'll get disingenuous sport. Men will compete less. Women will be pushed out. And if we don't have, I think there was, you know, and you know, it's funny, we probably didn't, shouldn't go back. We should have went back to this. There was probably a time when there just wasn't a woman's sport because no one wanted to watch it, right? Like the WNBA didn't exist prior to the NBA for a reason, probably. I think a lot of women's sports started because like men are like, hey, we should, you know, or high schools or colleges, like, hey, we should offer both a men's and women's sport because clearly there's a difference. Right there, there, it wasn't like oh, let's just put them all in the same bucket. Mm. Um, no, I think you're right. I think you're right that it's there is a dilution that occurs if you put everybody in the same bucket. Yeah. And, and unfortunately, dilution means worse outcomes for the sport and also worse outcomes for the audience. <clears throat> all right, I want to take this. This can't be substantiated by any type of facts. I just want to. I just want to get your uh, your perspective on this. Let's say LeBron James becomes LeBrenda James tomorrow. How many points does she average in the next season? Just for some point frame of reference, in the NBA, he's averaging I think probably lifetime probably like twenty eight. That's what I'm saying. Like right around thirty. Yeah, twenty eight thirty points a game. Double. If not triple, I, I would I would honestly probably think that LeBrenda James would probably average a hundred. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I, I would say triple probably. You know, and, and that's with a team that he doesn't have to play with, which is interesting. Make it five on one. I don't care. <sighs> I think LeBrenda James would. Lose. So that's in the NBA, and just like what John McEnroe said, like it, it's that dramatic. Like it would be zero to whatever score. Well, and you're saying the same thing, well, well, here's, 100. Here's the thing, you know, it's really interesting. So let's take like a uh, Brittany Griner, probably one of the most prominent names in the WNBA, you know, prior to this whole incarceration episode. But I mean, she she is, for a WNBA standards, a superstar, yeah. right? And even then, she is making, Le, LeBron pays more in taxes than she nets, or she grosses, rather. Oh, yeah. Like, Well, I, she probably makes as many points in a game as LeBron does in a bad game. But but what I'm saying is, so LeBron, you know, one of the top, Brittany Griner, one of the top, he pays more in taxes oh, no, than I she nets. Yeah. So if she was good enough to just be an average NBA player, why wouldn't you? And I was just saying from a point standpoint. Yeah. Like, I think that WNBA, they, they like a high scoring game is like 60, 70 points, right? Uh, yeah. But in the, in the NBA, it's double that. 100 points is a good scoring game. Yeah, I would say a reasonable score is a, like... 90, uh, high 90s, low 100s. Yeah. Exactly, right? So that means that she's scoring, if, if she scores 20, 30 points in a game, that's great. Uh, yeah, meanwhile, it's a third of the points. Exactly. Meanwhile, it's expected. 
LeBron, 30 points is like, hey, man, that was average. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. And so it's just such a big difference. Um, I want to go through some of the actual scientific stuff here. I, oh. I, I know we hadn't go through this. Oh, you're talking about like, you know, the hormone levels of the estrogen, the testosterone, etc. Bingo. Because I think this stuff gets underplayed, yet science is important. You know, biological differences are important. You know, as we found over the years, there are so many things that relay on just our, you know, how we're born, what, what's different with our genetics. I mean, there's just certain things about our genetical makeup that we can't help. I can't help the fact that I'm six foot two. Nope. I can't help the fact that I'm bald. Nope. Right? I mean, that's just how I was born. Exactly. Um, there's also other things, right? Uh, testosterone. Testosterone has a huge effect on athletic performance, Right. Yeah. You have, uh, what testosterone does for any of our listeners is really kind of two things. First thing it does, and, and probably the most dramatic on athletic performance, is muscle mass. The higher testosterone level is the meat you're able to carry more lean muscle mass. It means that your body fat percentage is lower, and you're able to carry more muscle mass, which means that you're able to generate more force. So this is, this is huge for any sport that has any type of... Uh, fast twitch you may have heard of fast twitch muscle explosiveness explosiveness yeah. so if you think of those tennis basketball football mma baseball probably. baseball track and field anything that you're doing any type of movement that is uh exerting a high in, a high impact not endurance like right okay interesting so you know cycling running those are not a high impact type sport so testosterone has something to do with that so helping you with lean muscle mass. The second thing it does is it helps you with aggressiveness and helps you to uh, maintain like a focus almost. So to high testosterone levels allow you to kind of like put all of your energy into one direction. So think of like, you know, a lot of male dominated sports, football, basketball, things like that. All my energy is on one specific direction and testosterone helps with that because you're just, like Jared, I think even, you know, kind of stated earlier, uh, when you were there and you're like, hey, I my one job is to get to the running back. My one job is to get past this person to get to somebody else to hurt them. Mm -hmm. Seriously. Testosterone helps with that. Yep. In your brain. You're innately wired yes, to want to hurt them. Exactly. It, it just makes it easier to do that, right? And you think of, war you think of anything in the history of the books it is not women wanting to do that it's like hey men just say yep this is what i have to do testosterone helped with that mm -hmm. in a bad or a good way okay testosterone levels in men ten thousand well, good or bad but in a needed way 100 percent, ten thousand percent different in a minute biological male to biological females you're looking at a thousand to ten thousand percent difference between a male and a female. It is a massive difference. Okay, so we know that testosterone is a, a big factor. Now you can, of course, reduce testosterone in a male to reduce it. Now, how much? When a male is put on a uh, a blocker, a testosterone blocker, and also given testosterone shots, they can have between um, ten to twenty uh, nano. Uh, what is it? Nanomoles per liter. So most uh, uh, Olympic sports and 
NCAA sports will state that you need to have five or 10 nanomoles per liter of testosterone. Okay. If you are going to be a trans woman. So if you're a male coming off very high testosterone levels, you need to bring your testosterone levels much lower, free testosterone. Now, what do you think a woman's testosterone level is? You would think between those two numbers, right? I would assume. Two, less than two. That is peak. So you're asking a male, a trans woman, to fall in between something that is two to five times more than the peak woman athlete, <laughs> even if they are a trans woman. But even if you were going to make this kind of like a one for one, okay, so, put it below so what two. That, what that tells you is whether it's the NCAA board, whether it's the scientists, mm-hmm. Whoever, by you creating those, that means you don't believe, regardless of the surgery, regardless of the medication, regardless of the name change, regardless of any other external factor, you don't believe that they're a woman. You would set the same standard, right? If they are a woman, why wouldn't it be the same standard? Okay. Second thing. So, okay, I, I talked right? about- Right? 100%. Yeah. 100%. So, I talked about impact sports, uh, uh, collision sports, sports that require- uh, Fast twitch muscles. That's testosterone driven. The other thing that is highly dependent upon male and female is your hemoglobin levels. This is your red blood cell count in your blood. Red blood cells carry oxygen, of course. What sports depend on oxygen levels in your blood? Endurance-based sports. Long runs, bicyclist, swimming. Ask old Lance about that one. Oh, yes. Interesting. (laughs) That comes up. Well, I'm sure. So the most, the single most important physiological factor for endurance athletes is your hemoglobin levels, which males have a superiority over women in hemoglobin levels. Sports are measured in hemocratic levels, which is what they actually do when they do a blood draw. This is the percentage of blood that is red blood cells, which means you know how much oxygen can be carried. The reason that endurance athletes go to altitude to train or those who possibly cheat with blood doping or EPO, namely Lance Armstrong, is due to increasing their hemocratic levels or hemoglobin. Testosterone, namely, increases the higher testosterone levels, the higher your hemoglobin is in your bloodstream. Mm Mm-hmm. Trans women replace their red blood cells with these new testosterone levels, meaning that, so, yes, when you do take uh, testosterone blockers or estrogen, you do reduce your hemoglobin levels, but it does take three to four months to reach similar levels to other elite women athletes. So there's a three to four month window there if you're on a perfect regimen of estrogen and testosterone-blocking medicine. Unfortunately, in those type of athletics, we already know that there's a lot of cheating. Let's just say you might take you know, 80% of the dose, 90% of the dose, you're at a severe advantage. That's why all these people are cheating in this sport. They're doing things to increase this. You're already at an advantage, and you're trying to decrease? Well, you just need to take a little bit less it's almost like the opposite of what everybody else is doing. 
And I'm like, I'm looking at that. I'm thinking, ooh, that's an that's an issue, because the blood draw is done when you come and get your your test uh, by the uh, uh, regulation body. If you don't take another pill or if you don't take another uh, shot between then and the competition, you're already going to be good. It's not like what probably other athletes are doing. They're they're trying to ramp down to the right point. Mm-hmm. You're like, I can ramp up after I can get my last shot. Right? You know, it's, it's really interesting. And there was a comment that was made today uh, while we were eating lunch. So uh, just for our listeners, um, you know, Cody just recently, how old is Mav now? Probably what, two months? He's three months. Three months. Golly, what does the time go? So Cody just had a newborn little baby boy. You know, second a second child here about three months ago now, it sounds like. I, I still can't believe it's three months. But anyways, there was a comment, a very innocent comment made, but it just goes to the subtle yet pronounced clear difference between a man and a woman. So his wife, Anna, had made a comment how evidently whenever Cody's holding his son Maverick, you know, he... he Cody's a fantastic father. I'm not knocking. This is not a knock on Cody whatsoever. This is just a stark difference between a woman and a man. What we are innately, naturally wired to do, and that is essentially comfort a child. So Maverick will fall asleep in Anna's arms, Mm -hmm. but evidently he doesn't fall asleep in your arms because you just, you hold him an inch one way or the other. Towards a woman, a mother just knows. 100%. That's that's just what, that's just what they're wired to do. They also are, have di- they have different hardware. You are not wired to be so in tune with Maverick to where you know that he needs to be at a thirty eight degree angle, not a forty degree angle. Like, yeah, that's just a mother. That is a woman. No surgery, no nothing can take that away from Anna. It, it's evolutionary, right? Like it, it it's there for a reason. Okay, last little biological difference that we're born with. I wanted to go through testosterone, hemoglobin. Last one, which is since day one, you're born, right? I got a daughter and a son. They're going to have different bone densities starting from day one till the day they die. Men will have a 12 to 13% greater bone density throughout their life compared to similar women. Wow. Jared, what does bone density help you out with? A lot of things. So what doesn't help you out with in athletics? Athletics? You're able to lift more weight. Sustain more blows. You're able to not break bones. Recover faster, therefore. Bingo. So women doing similar athletic... uh, challenges will have micro fractures uh full fractures and things like that compared to men due to bone density right not saying that your bone breaks but there's a lot more stresses that occur to the bone where a male could do the exact same activity have the exact same body weight but not have any of those challenges because their bone density is just so much denser mm-hmm. uh, a 10 to 13 percent difference is is that and that's the average of course there's probably a big difference there between a pro. It's a standard deviation. I'm exactly, sure. so right? It has to be, right? Right. So ten to thirteen percent. Holy smokes! Um, and this is this is the number one reason why um, weightlifting 
has such a big difference. Any type of weightlifting effect, bone density is critical to a, a failure point. You know, I'm actually looking forward to see how this episode will age over the next, I would say. What do you think? Three years. So what is Lil? Probably what, two and a half-ish? Yeah. She's turned two in June. So yeah, two and three months, two and two months, two and two months-ish. Um, so there's a, a two-year age gap. I bet whenever Mav is three, and that would put Lil at five and a half, I bet Maverick will start to learn his own strength and will actually have to tailor back whenever Lillian tries to kick her brother's ass. I bet he will have to let her. I don't know if he'll let her because he's three, right? But I, we'll, I think he'll start to know his own strength. Like, oh, wow, I could really kick my big sister's ass. Yeah, you know, it's, it'll be fun. You know I mean? It'll be fun for us as parents because, you know, as parents, we look at those things and we say, okay, this is not just kid fun, but this has real world impacts. And, and we'll be able to see that. And my last comment here, really from my studies, and we'll get into kind of our opinions. In the MMA, uh, a gentleman that transitioned to a female named Fallon Fox. I think I dropped this name earlier. This one came up a lot. Yeah. So Fallon Fox, uh, in the early 2010s, um, transitioned to a female and competed in uh, MMA, right? Mixed martial arts. So, you know, combat fighting. This, this you know, female, she didn't let a lot of her um, opponents know that she was originally male when she first started competing. So it was, you know, female to female in her first four fights, I believe. And one of her females that she beat up, because she pretty much beat all of them, I think, right, other than one, but um, one of them, she broke her cheekbone, jaw, and I think her eye socket, which is almost an unheard of injury with padded gloves. So the amount of force that she was able to provide in a fight compared to the bone density of her opponent was detrimental, right? It was, it was vast, right? Most males, when they're in a fight like this, their force is within the realm acceptable range exactly of the bone density of their opponent it's like versus like exactly and you're not going to have that type of effect with within that realm but when there's too big of a a vast this is this is like if you take somebody like a francis nagano who is a heavyweight you know champion and put him in the ring with somebody that's 140 or 150 pounds the same thing can happen but the problem is when you have somebody that's the same weight but has higher bone density, higher lean muscle, muscle mass, mass, all these things, they're able to generate much more power and force to somebody that is the same weight and harm them permanently. And that's what he did or she did, right, to this woman. And it and I look at that, I, I think this is a great example of, you know, hand-to-hand combat is kind of like the most basic level of sport, right? All sports started probably with Greco-Roman wrestling in the Olympics. Like, you know, fight each other to the death, fight each other to the ground. the Olympics, probably the gladiators. Exactly, exactly, right? All basic sports started with man-to-man, woman-to-woman, to the ground, whatever it is. And then all of a sudden there's a ball involved or whatever it is. But that gives me an idea 
we still have that, which is cool from the UFC. I don't think many men or many women would say that it's a fair advantage to see a man, a man and a woman fight in a cage together. I don't think it's fair. Against one another? Hell no. Right? It's just never fair. No. You know what's, you know what's crazy to me is that this isn't just an NCAA issue. This isn't just a potential professional sports issue. This is a Olympic issue. Yeah. The Olympics. Something that the world holds so sacred that the Olympic truce is a thing to where it's ex- the expectation is all bullets stop flying during the Olympic Games. For like wartime and battles. Yes. Bullets stop flying for the Olympic truce. That's how sacred every country. Dude, I watch sports that I don't even know what the hell they are. And because it's Fencing the Olympic, and- Because you're wearing my flag, you're representing my country, I'm going to support you. And, and I would say that's true. I'm a sports guy. But, dude, I'll watch anything from freaking volleyball to curling to yeah, yeah, rifle yeah. to sprinting. You name it, I don't give a shit. I'm watching it during the Olympics. Yeah. What, what, and yeah. every country holds that so sacred, right? Yeah. And we're introducing transgenders in Olympics? Causing possible... Guys, only you only have... All right, now I understand there's outliers, of course, the, the people that can p- compete in, you know, four or five Olympics. But there are people that have to time it up so, because it only happens every four years. Excuse me. They get one chance. You have one, maybe two chances. And we're talking one, maybe two people, depending on the size of your country, that can have the prayer of qualifying. And you're going to introduce... A non-biological male and or female into the realm? Well, the challenge is there is the, the, the biological male. The biological male, male... I'm just trying to talk about both sides, but yeah, yeah. yes, that the is The biological male that has an advantage in, let's say, 90% of sports. I, I don't, I'm sure there are some probably like figure skating or something like that. That testosterone and hemoglobin levels do not matter as much or bone density doesn't matter. But 99... I'm sorry, 90 to probably 99% you have a male now taking, you know, let's say a country that's going to send one or two athletes to Jared's point to the Olympics. Their best of their best in whatever field. Male, two males, possibly two females, but those two females now could be biological males. So there now will be no biological female representation as a father of a daughter now that hurts like (sighs) it it must feel different knowing that Lillian let's say you put a golf club in her hands you know early on and that's a a, obviously a quick way to golf golf tennis a quick quick way to college for free whatever it is but could you imagine let's say she misses out on her scholarship. Let's say she misses out on a on a championship trophy. You know, something that clearly, I mean, just with her last name alone, she's going to have a incredible work ethic and, you know, drive second to none probably. And there's a very real possibility. I don't give a shit how good Lillian's drive is, work ethic is, determination, all the likely qualities that she's going to grow into. I don't care about all those because you put her up against a boy 
in a physically exerted advantage sport, they're going to win. So crazy. I, I, Indisputable. So I thought, okay, you know what? This can't be every sport. Sports like pool. Are you talking like billiards or like swimming? Billiards. Okay. There's, there's distinct advantages for males and females. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. So it's not like it's every, every... I don't know if it's every single sport. I don't know. Maybe poker support sport nowadays, but... It's all the sports that we don't even consider like sports. There's advantages somehow because of oxygen in your blood, uh, testosterone aggressiveness. There's weird little things that help you out. Dude, I would almost say... But then also, they don't help us out in other things in life. It it disadvantages us in many things. Hopefully, and I don't want to speak for Cody, I'll let him... I I, I would assume he would second this, but I don't want to expose speak for him. Please don't hear what we're not saying in that we are not by any stretch, I am not by any stretch of imagination, imagination saying that men are better than women. That's why I explicitly wanted to state, you know, kind of the, the heartwarming story and the very real story that just happened an hour ago that Anna, their son falls asleep in Anna's arms, will not fall asleep in Cody's arms. She's I much am, better at that. Than I, I am, am not yeah. saying men are better than women because I don't believe that. I In my heart of hearts, I do not believe that. There are many things that women are just... Kick ass. Innately better at. What we are speaking of is strictly athletics. Yeah. Strictly yeah. athletics. And Jared just said, you know, the whole baby thing, but communication. Sure. Oh, God. Listening to Right? Oh, there's so much better like listeners. teamwork. Things that, things that matter in life skills. Yeah. Collab- yeah, collaboration. Collaboration, yeah. You're going to find that, you know, in any team environment, guess, guess who's going to be the best person to help everybody Empathy? probably become better people? Females. Empathy, yes. Right, this is all proven stuff in psychology. Males are always going to want to rule the room and all this bullshit type stuff. What we're trying to talk about right now is, is that purely in sport, there's a distinct advantage because of bone density, testosterone, hemoglobin levels, like just scientific basic stuff. Do you think Do you think testosterone is testosterone? So I would say uh, this is just an observation. This isn't backed by any, any scientific fact to my knowing at least. Just sheer competitiveness. Do you find yourself being more competitive than, you know, Anna's of the world? No, no. That's why I said aggressiveness. Okay. I I, I don't know if aggressiveness and competitiveness are are one of the same. I I don't know if they're one of the same, but I think the people that are more aggressive will will be more competitive. I, I think that's a pretty... I feel like that line is parallel almost, right? Like, if you're just aggressive, you're like, okay, well, I can beat this person. Well, that creates competition automatically. Where, where females are like, I don't need to beat you. I just need to work with you. And guess what? Working with you made me make me better anyways. And that's why I'm like, there's different ways to become good. But in sport, you know, I think the ultra aggressive people like Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, right? Like those guys are so aggressively I mean, wanting to be better. And everything. Jordan... Right. It didn't matter if it was throwing yeah. a coin up against a wall or yes. slamming a d- slam dunk. Like, it didn't give a shit. Like, he wanted to just win. And, and, and granted, I haven't spent a lot of times against, you know, the elite female athletes. So maybe this is a little closed-minded. But, you know, I had the opportunity to compete with some incredible men in college. And I've just never seen, like, I, I consider myself to be a very competitive person. It doesn't matter what I'm doing. I'm going to try to win. 
but there are guys that truly run circles around me that want to win it everything i'm talking hey who can talk faster hey who can ask more questions hey who can jump to that line first like it's actually like funny that the amount of competitiveness and testosterone that are, are just alive in locker rooms when you in see, male locker rooms yeah. and when you see those people i don't know of anybody that would say okay well who let the fucking testosterone out of the bottle like like that's the word that is used yeah right and, yep. and that's why i think competitiveness and testosterone are used kind of simultaneously yeah because like and I'm sure there's scientific evidence here somewhere where like higher testosterone levels, higher, you know, got to compete. Even if I'm stupid, even if I'm bad, whatever it is, got to do it, got to do it, got to do it. And there's something there probably evolutionary, like somehow I'm able to, you know, uh, I was going to say spread my seed or, 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 or do something like there's something there evolutionary for a male to say, yep, got to do this better because I'm more likely to be able to reproduce, right? Dude, I I, uh, I know. I tried, listeners. I, I I promise you, I tried because you know, being an athlete myself, I tried to go into a lot of these topics and conversations and overarching principles. I try to come at it because the entire purpose of this episode. I'm sorry, the entire purpose of this podcast. Is really to go about these polarizing issues and be like, hey guys, we're a lot more gray than we want to believe. It's not as black and white as the media would like you to believe. But this one, again, Cody, I don't want to speak for you on this one, but I see this as black and white, as black and white gets. For a polarizing opposite, I'm sorry, for a polarizing issue as this has become in recent, recent months, recent time, this is about as black as white, black and white as it can get for me. No, I think I'm on the same page with you. This is a... I think if this was five years ago and I didn't have children yet, especially since I didn't have my first daughter, I probably would have been, you know what? Who cares? I would have said, who cares? And I think you probably would have been in a similar spot if you didn't compete in college athletics and were able to see. And so I think it's a matter of perspective, right? You were able to see in college athletics, as you've mentioned multiple times, yeah, I'm competing here. You're competing there. We're both gonna we're both going to win in our own categories. I look at this. I'm like, okay, there's a clear difference, right? Like, I now have a daughter who I am. I am hoping she has the the you know discipline or whatever she wants to do in whatever sport she wants to compete in, right? I want there's of course one sport that she's gonna want to do it in. But I want to make sure that she has the opportunity to compete on an equal level. If Lil's not good enough. Exactly. Understood. Like only 1% get to go to college. Equal and, level. you know, as I, as I continue to, to watch Lillian grow up and, you know, of course, you know, she's going to start off in soccer and softball and volleyball, I'm sure, you know, all this stuff. I can't wait to go to her games. And if she loses, I want to wrap my arm around her knowing that like, hey, baby girl, you, you gave your best. I just want to make sure that her competition didn't have a distinctly unfair advantage, whether it's performing enhancing drugs, whether it's naturally secreted secreted testosterone, if you will, right? Yeah, like imagine that. Imagine somebody that she competes with just has absurd amounts of steroids. That's just as unfair. What is steroids, Jared? 
well, a performance enhancing drug and kind of helps your testosterone doesn't it a little bit that's weird it, it is literally a artificial testosterone like there's a reason those things are banned in sports and so it's one of those things that's like okay I look at that and I have a different perspective now, now that I have a daughter that I say, I just want to make sure that there's equal opportunity for achievement. Success is not based on the others, but how much effort you put in, right? So if she puts on a lot of effort and she has the right amount of talent, of course, because it's kind of a, you know, formula a little bit, right? Time, effort, talent. Um, she should be able to achieve well but if she's going against something that's a little bit rigged where people are using some type of performance anti drugs like Jared said, or just generally have additional performance-enhancing genetics that help them out, that's not fair. I don't want that for my no, daughter. No. Right? Okay, uh, solutions for so solution, yeah. Yeah, what do you got for this, buddy? You already kind of said one. No, no, no. But- so I, I, I talked about it earlier as far as just the disbandment of women in men's sports i don't i don't agree with that i was just saying that just to you know be a little clickbaity if i'm being honest here i don't want that i think i think too many young women lose in that situation and i'm not going to let you know my stubbornness or or me just trying to make a joke actually be that my idea because it's not what i stand by and dude i'm borderline non-negotiable on this like you may have an idea and I may agree with this, but you're not going to get me off this idea. Because I've, I've actually put a lot of thought over the last probably couple of years in this. Whatever you're born with, either a penis or vagina, that's what you will compete in for the rest of your life. Now, what I'm okay with, if they want to start a T NBA, transgender NBA, but you are to not compete against the sex that you were not born as man competing with woman woman competing with man okay so you're saying hey biologically whatever whatever you're born born with with, xy whatever is on your fucking birth certificate (sighs) non-negotiable well i think genetics too birth certificate i unfortunately i think that might be a little bit more up to uh discretion now than it should with the whole x bullshit so let's just say genetics, X, Y, X, X. If you have an Audi, you're going to compete with boys for the rest of your life. If you have an any, you're going to be with girls for the rest of your life. How about that? Real quick, I, I guess I don't know what an Audi and any is. Audi is a penis, I'm assuming. Yep. And any is? Vagina. Okay. That makes sense because like if you go down like the, if you go down like the plumbing aisle in Home Depot, Right, there's female male and female parts. There's male parts and there's female parts. That's literally how you describe it to a Home Depot representative. Exactly. Well, any any item, there is a male part and a female item. Yes, and that's because one goes in and one is like the receiver. Yeah, right? there's a there's a deliverer and a receiver, and that's how there's, the, a, there's a wide receiver and there's a quarterback. There is a yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> in, in mammalian, I think that's the right way to say all mammals. In mammalian. That's a that's a ten dollar word. I don't know that one. Oh really? So in mammalian biology, that's how it works, right? There is a a male and a female, and that's the only way you're able to generate the next level of uh, generation, right? The next generation, 
right? Um, so you're saying, hey, if you're in the male or the female category, that is how you have to compete forever. No matter how you outwardly project, you can be a female. This is strictly athletics. I'm not talking about professional life. Yeah, yeah no, no. I'm not talking about anything outside I'm of I'm saying, athletics. hey, you know what? You can be born a uh, male and look like a female and, and, and have your penis cut off, I don't cut care. off everything, but you can still compete and be on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yes. Okay. You are born a man. You can compete with men. You're born a female. You're going to compete with females. Okay. Okay. And then, and, and you know what? Hey guys, if you really don't want to have this category, you feel like it's unfair, have a third category. Yeah. Judge your league. You, and if you can, if you can generate enough revenue or enough, eyes Maybe essentially you can make a, a living you can make a living doing cool. it i i honestly that feels similar to how female athletics probably started yes that's exactly how it started right because i was doing a little research you know not not to start a whole nother tangent here but soccer female soccer there is dramatic differences apparently oh. between female soccer players well you're talking about the uh the 15 year olds that beat the national team so texas they had a high school team Soft, I think like a JV. They were 15 year olds, yeah. Yeah, yeah. JV high school team beat the U.S. Olympic national team, female team. And, and that just shows for everybody listening the, the, the genetic difference in the abilities for a professional athletic event. So you have a, a athletic team, I think it was like 13 or 14 to one. That was the final score. So it was like, it was like a, you know, straight Ass kicking. Yeah. And this was not once. I think it happened actually three games in a row or something like that, just to like kind of clear the board. Um, I say this because female athletics probably started from that same point. Like, hey, you know what, guys? We're not competing in male athletics, so let's start our own athletic commissions. Let's start our own groups. And you're saying, hey, let's do the same thing. I don't care, guys. If you want to compete, in your own category. I'm okay with that. All transgender women, all transgender men. To, I don't want transgender not be able to compete in sports. If you want to make that that semi-permanent or permanent lifestyle change, cool. I, I Admittedly, I don't understand it today. I'm trying to get there, but today I don't understand it. But so that doesn't mean I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, absolve you from the opportunity of competing ever. So it's almost all gender fluid or all people that are not identifying as the gender they were born with yep. you'll be in your own category of sports if you are born with a penis you will compete with men if you do not want to compete with men then you can compete in the transgender league if you are born with a vagina and you don't want to compete with women you will compete in the transgender league that's what i'm saying i like this solution I probably say this is the easiest solution to an act. It's the only way I can get there, man. The only challenge I see is that unfortunately, when you say you're a trans woman or trans men, man, normally you are pretty much stating that you are not what you were born with mm -hmm. and you are a woman or you are a man. So if you're putting this discount on it, it creates 
a bit of friction for that individual. So if, if I was born a man and I am identifying as now a woman, but you state that I can't compete with other women and I have to go in this other league, mm-hmm. am I actually a woman? I'm also stating that you're not going to be buying tampons because you're not. So what I'm saying to give the young women of this country that have busted their ass to get to where they're at from an athletic standpoint, I don't want you robbing them of opportunity is what I'm saying. Yeah, this is this is where I could see where a lot of them get very... Oh, and I know I just pissed someone off with that comment. And I didn't necessarily mean to piss them off, but I said what I said. <sighs> I can put on a wig doesn't mean I have hair. Yeah. No, we're going to have to. Maybe we should do a whole episode on, on trans people. Because it, it creates the issue of. If your identity is the other group. But you're still having to go in a different category. Okay. Are you that group? So, 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 look, I, I love part of why I love you is you're always wanting to play devil's advocate and seeming you're trying to get a little froggy right now. And I appreciate that. (laughs) Let's say your neighbor, Billy, right there across the street. Yeah. Let's say I, I take one of your guns out from your closet and I shoot Billy. Mm -hmm. I committed murder. Jared Jones committed murder. I wake up tomorrow completely changed. Instead of Jared, I'm actually going to be Jennifer, Jennifer Jones. So Jared Jones killed him. So if you truly want to sit on your high horse there, Jared Jones, that son of a bitch, killed Billy, your neighbor. Jennifer Jones did not. Don't you fucking dare arrest me. There's, there does become a problem with identity, right? I, I agree. I agree. I just, I just don't know how to solve for it. Well, I, that was a very cop-out way of addressing my very real situation. No, I agree with you. Like you are the fault. Jared Jones is the fault. So, but I'm Jennifer though. But the problem is you're dead naming now. So, honestly, I don't. I don't know if dead naming is a problem. Like you know, I think many people have said, "Hey, did she, Caitlin, did Caitlyn Jenner win the Olympic gold medal?" No, no, Bruce, Bruce Jenner did. And I think even Caitlyn says this, right? Caitlin's, I would bet Caitlyn would say that. Caitlyn even says, "You know what?" When I was a man, I won the decathlon. And it's one of those things like when you do an action or when you do, honestly, just living. Like, I don't even know why we have to say we do anything. Just living, it gets so complicated to say, oh, when I was a man or when I was a male or a female okay. or a woman or when I was a little kid. No, you just did it. And okay. and so, so to your so point, okay, I get you what you're saying. Where's the line in the sand then? Let's say I'm going to identify as, I'm pretty fucking tired of paying taxes. Does Odin... Or Arya, your your two pups, do they pay taxes? No, so maybe maybe I should become a dog. Why not identify as a dog? Like, where's the line in the sand? Like, and I'm not trying. Like, I understand this is an extreme example, but I feel like what's being thrown around in the real world are extreme examples. So, where's this line in the sand? Well, it's weird because you know I I saw something about an age thing. You know, what do we think is actually more important in day to day life? And we got to wrap this thing up in probably the next five minutes, but. Where uh, 
if I were to say, hey, Jared, what's more important, that you're a male or a female competing in college football or that you are 19 or 28 competing in college football? Do you think a 28-year-old may have competitive advantage versus a female or male? Who has more of a competitive advantage in college football? An age or or gender? And we're, I'm not trying to lead you here a little bit, but I'm just trying to like, what I think is age is probably more important, or sorry, gender is probably more important 100%. than age. Okay, good. Yeah, yep. sorry. Age is probably more important than age. Or sorry, gender is more important than age. I'm sorry, I cannot no, say that properly. Hey, it's a third beer, man. Yeah. I, I got you. <laughs> so gender, right, male or female is more important than age. Yet, I don't think anybody can fake their age. If I went to the grocery store right now and said, no, no, actually, I'm, I'm 21, but they're actually 16, I don't think we're going to allow them to buy alcohol. But we're all right with them saying that they're a female or a male when they're competing in high school athletics. So you can identify as the opposite. Sex, you can't identify as, as a different age, an advantageous age. And so I like where you're kind of going is, is like, where are we placing importance? And as, as a culture, we've said, hey, there's, there's certain things that we think are important. Age require age equals maturity. We both agree. Yeah. You know what? Age does equal maturity. It can. But you Life know what? Life experiences can also equal maturity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we do. We like, as you age, you get more mature, right? And, and it, it differs a little bit. But we don't allow you to simply say that you're 65. Now, we'll say, oh, he's an old soul. Yeah. How many times have you heard that? Oh, yeah. But guess what? Wise beyond his ears. 65. Can I start you know, getting my social security right now? Hell, let me start identifying as 59 and a half and withdrawing from my IRA. Right now. Can you do that? I cannot. No. But you can identify as a female tomorrow. Tomorrow I could. Exactly. And so... Let us legislatively and and just in, in general law, it's too too much gray area to introduce. Otherwise, we're going to have situations like this where everybody will say, "Guys, I'm gonna start. Re- I'm gonna start pulling out of my social security tomorrow." Or you know what actually is really sad? So, good, bad, or indifferent, and that's a whole other episode as far as you know, veteran-owned businesses, women-owned business businesses, minority-owned businesses, getting various benefits. But you know what's so sad to think, man, and we didn't even address this, and I know we're trying to keep this uh, athletic-wise. Yeah. But... Identifying as a different Good, race. bad, or indifferent, man. I'm sorry. I do think it's much harder for women to get a seat at the table than men. As statistics would show, I think. Oh, yeah. I see that like a business table. Correct. So I understand the subsidy, the subsidy, golly, the subsidy that, and and I use the the term subsidy there a little bit broadly and maybe like indirectly attributed there as far as, you know, the various benefits that woman-owned businesses get. You know what would break my heart is let's say XYZ business out there is owned by a bunch of white guys. Oh, I'm going to start identifying as a woman. So now we get the woman-owned business grant or whatever it may be. Right? You start taking away from the true hardships that certain badass women out there have had to endure 
to get to where they're at, to earn their seat at the table, to make their own seat at times at the table, that's when I get pissed, is when you start taking away from the real badasses out there because you're using some cop-out bullshit feeling. That's when I get pissed. I love it, dude. I think we should end right there because that, I'm agreeing 100%. There are women out there that bust their ass. And whenever you introduce something like this, to your point, it creates a point of failure. Like, like, like men can do this now, and they've been there already in the position of power. And now, you know what, guys? We don't want to. We don't want to work any harder. We're just going to kind of say that we're a female-owned business, and we're going to continue getting the benefits. That's horrible. I I love it. Are you good with ending here? I'm good, man. Okay, so I think as a solution here, we ended its own league, own league, or compete in in the biological whatever you're born with. Yeah, Audis and Indies compete against each other. Or you know what? If there's enough, uh, you know, if there's enough competition, if there's enough request or request, request, yeah, um, request. <laughs> this is French. Requestes. Requestes for the Transgender League. Um, if there's enough requests for a league of its own, go do it. Done. Do it. See you guys. Thanks.